0: This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
1: Hello there, I'm Ted Gioka. Our show is about savings, investing, and building wealth, as always, here you can uh, catch the show uh, anywhere in the world by going to uh, the AM1070 KNTH's website uh, and hit the Listen Live button. And uh, we have followers now all over the world. The show has uh, grown quite a bit, and, and it's really been gratifying. We've been on for well over a decade now. Uh, golly, I'm going even more than that, uh, a lot more than that. But uh, And it's one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. So and We talk about savings, investment, through retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, and that, that's how that's how you, you 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 want to do it. Is you save aggressively and then you and then you invest conservatively, and so that always starts out with your four hundred one k plan, your four hundred three b, those different types of plans. And what you have there is is you you have to sit away put away the money for investing. In those plans, it's automatic. It, it, it's a, it's, an, it's a, it's it's a income-based savings program. That that's the way you build up wealth. The way you build up wealth. This is one of the key things to understand: is you really build up wealth by repeating a successful program each time. And uh, if you find something that works, you just keep repeating it. And so wealth isn't built up by making one decision. It is, if it's the decision, is to keep repeating itself. And so by putting away that money each time in your 401k plan, every two weeks, or your fourth would be your different programs, you build up that wealth. You keep repeating the process, repeating the process, repeating the process. And then the, over the long term, the power of compounding grows your money. And the idea that you're taking it out every single paycheck. It's really hard to save money unless you're doing that type of program. We always say save aggressively, invest conservatively, because that's going to get you where you want to be for retirement. Now, looking out, uh, you know, I, I honestly, you could, I can could do this show every day and, and the world changes every single day. Uh, the uh, the yeah, it it's just it's uh, it's it, 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 you know there's times in history where decades go by and nothing changes and then there's times in history where weeks go by and you get decades of changes and and really the, these are one of those times we we've, we've got the uh we've, we've got a rapidly changing world out there we we've got the coronavirus we've got technology changing things we we, we have the technology companies now trying to Dictate uh, free speech and dictate behavior and, 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 and different programs like that. You, you've you've got an election coming up. I mean, it was was there fraud in the election? Well, there's very clearly was fraud in in the election. I mean, that was obvious to anybody uh, except for Barack Obama. But it, it was very clearly fraud. Now here's the question: did it, did it rise up to the level where it materially affected the election? And we're not sure on that. But, but one thing I, I think that's really, really clear, it, it's appalling that we basically have the you know the, the third world uh, election uh, program in the United States of America and our election system flat out can't be trusted. It, it, and so it's real important for us to go through these things, look and take a hard look at all this potential fraud. And, and again, it might not change anything. It might change something. We have to be clear on that. But at a minimum, what it absolutely 100% should change is is this ridiculous election procedures that going out there where people are making up the rules as they go. If we can't depend on, on, on the elections in the United... If we cannot depend on fair election, a democracy will collapse. And the United States is, is fundamentally different from almost every country. But do you realize how radical... I mean, we fought a revolution in, in left, in, and we're one of the few places that, that wrote... we, we 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 fought a revolution. We wrote a constitution and rule of law, and we stuck to it. Most kind of, they write the constitution, then they rewrite the constitution, and, and you know, 25 years later, they're back to where they were in the same uh, dictatorship, uh, you know, uh, hierarchy, caste system, uh, royalty, and all that, that that they started from in the first place. We're one of the few people that really stuck to to our constitutional democracy and and uh you know, we have put together a federalist system you know so we, we have the state government and we have the uh, the federal government and the state government and the states get to set a lot of rules uh, and this is one of the problems Europe's running into is they're trying to run everything as a centrally planned system at the top and and, and, and rather than pushing more stuff to the states they, they don't they don't have a house and a Senate I mean even even some of the stuff in, in Iraq, we made a mistake by not having a, putting a federal system in Iraq. So you could have take advantage of some of the differences, the difference in the, the House and the Senate. It, you know, the senators are much more longer term; their state based. Now, some people say, "Well, it's unfair. Each people get two people, and you know, Rhode Island gets two senators, and Texas gets two senators." But, but in theory, what it was all about was they wanted to try to keep diversify the power throughout the country and it's and it's a very successful system, and we've got to protect that system and we have to fight for that system and, and so we'll see where this goes uh but but again another thing a uh, pretty much a a very you, you know who is we're not a hundred i mean anyone that tell look, I understand the media uh hundred percent that if you say there was fraud, they freak out. Uh, Neil Cavuto on Fox nearly loses it every time you mention that there's v- voter fraud. I mean, it's an embarrassment for how much money Fox Fox has made off the conservatives and Republicans in this country. Yeah, and then they got people like Neil Cavuto masquerading as, quote, a Republican. And, and basically, he's just a wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and, and it, you know, he's cutting off, so when when, when uh, the president's press secretary tries to make the case that was fraud, he cuts her off and said there was no fraud. Well, clearly it was fraud, and you ought to step away from the microphone if you cannot admit that th- th- there was fraud. And, and, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I respect the other side. They're saying, hey, even if there was a little fraud or whatever, we won the election. I, I appreciate that. What mm-hmm. I don't appreciate is, is people that are pretending like the Republicans, Chris Wallace, uh, Neil Cavuto, and then, uh, you know, trying to sabotage the, the Trump people. And and so we'll, we'll see how this, but this is very much up in the air. we got the coronavirus. It, it's spreading again. The, the, it, 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 it's interesting. If you look at it, according to the administration, you know, they had some interesting uh, uh, charts up and maps. And, and, you know, it's really spreading in the Midwest right now where it got really cold. Houston, I looked the other day, and we were kind of greenish-yellow, and there's really not much down here because it's warmer and it's not spreading, but we have to be cautious. It is spreading. Uh, uh, The good news is people aren't dying. If you remember back in in, uh, April, April, May, we had these charts of all these people dying. Every day there'd be people dying. Now, Now they tell you that they just give you a total of dying you know 250 million people whatever the number is that's kind of, i don't think it's that high it's not that high but uh but uh they give you a number they don't tell you how much is going up each each uh each day and they don't because it's it's going up at a much slower rate there was many more deaths per day back in the early when this thing started they don't really show the mortality rates anymore because they're very low uh you know the chances are uh, that if you get it, if you're under the age of probably 65, you know it's about a one percent chance you'll die. I mean, that sounds like one percent's a lot, but you know if you figure take 100 people in any age group, some are going to be in better shape and some are going to be in really bad shape, and and so you just want to take care of yourself, maintain your health, and get through this. And it, 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 you know it's always something. I mean, you could sit there and hide out in a bunker for you know the entire coronavirus, and they. Vaccine, everyone—it's gone in two years. You pop out of the bunker and walk down the street, and a car runs over you. So you know—you know, you never really know. But but understand, the, the 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 mortality rates have dropped tremendously on this. We have gotten much better than do this. We we've done a lot of studies of the of the of the vaccine, of the twenty uh the, the nineteen eighteen pandemic. It was pretty much over by nineteen twenty. About two years, it was gone. They didn't have anything. I mean, they didn't. I'm not even sure they had penicillin. They had nothing. I, I think the biggest success they had, one of the bigger successes, was they went to in Boston and places like that. They would move everyone out into tents into the open air because they realized if you were in the open air, you did better. Which is something we picked. It, 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 it with all our technology and science. It took us a couple months to figure that one out. If you have just read the, uh, you, you know, some of the stuff, you'd have figured it out sooner. Uh, but. So it went away, in, in, in the in, just like in, in 2018, the pandemic came through in, in different waves. Uh, it, it, it was it, it was a vicious It was a, a vicious virus to younger people in their 20s, 30s. They were like the people in their eight 70s, 80s, and 90s. Those people actually, strangely enough, did better than the younger people. And, and, and this was that was a materially a tougher virus. They had no hope. We've got therapeutics now that are curing people. Look, at President Trump went in there, and the next day, you know, three days later, he comes bouncing out there uh, in great shape. That the therapeutics are doing a remarkably good job. I mean, it, w- one of the things that's interesting, but the, the key to this is if you get it, you want to treat it aggressively with vitamin D, with uh, with the, with the different types of, of therapeutics, the Gilead therapeutic, the other therapeutic, the li- lily therapeutic, uh, even hydroquinone. Uh, I think where all that stuff works is if you get it early. It, it, and, and so we're learning to treat this. Uh, you know how many vaccines they are around in the world right now in production, they're trying to get, yes, 200, 200. We put in Operation Warp Speed. President Trump did a phenomenal job he gave billions of dollars to these companies. You know, Pfizer claimed they didn't—they didn't—they uh, didn't get a uh, any money. Well, they got pre-bought like two uh, two billion dollars worth of vaccines, so the, so they knew they had a deal ready to go. And 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 the other companies, uh, some of them got a half a billion, some of them got a billion dollars. Uh, they weren't all in the United States. They, there was a lot of rules and regulation. The president got in there, waived the rules, cut back the regulation. The head of, I want to say, the National Institute of Health said three or four months ago, or maybe it was five months ago or six months ago. Look, uh, I, I know we're saying we're hoping to get this within twelve or eighteen months, or maybe by year. But in all fair, in all honesty, that's probably not going to happen. And he wasn't being pessimistic. He was looking at what, how long it took to get Ebola. We still don't have an HIV vaccine. He looked at all those things and made a reasonable assessment that there was no way we were going to get a vaccine until late 2021 or 2022. We did it. It's ready now. By the way, they've got, a lot, they've got millions and millions of doses ready to go on these vaccines the minute they get the approval. This has been a Herculean task, probably second only to the, to operate, uh, to the operation to build the atomic bomb. Uh, I mean, it has been a remarkable success story of the United States of America. And so we are moving forward. We're defeating this. And so we got one more case to go. And then once it's through, we should see a very good economy going forward. And so we just have to kind of watch and see. But uh, remember, we had the roaring 20s. Where did the roaring 20s? Remember the flapper girls, prohibition, uh, all that stuff. Uh, you know, it, that was people wanted to get out. They wanted to go out. They wanted a party. They wanted to have a good time. They were cooped up. They were frightened. They thought they were going to die. They didn't have any therapeutics. They didn't have any vaccines. They didn't have any ventilators. They had nothing. And so I think you're going to see the same thing happen here. There is light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting there. And then the question is, how long is it going to take? Who's going to be president? If Biden gets in there, how radical is this guy? Uh, you know how, how how much of this environmental agenda and how much of this other stuff is going to happen? And, and, and then look it put this up against the st- uh, uh, stock market at record valuation, uh, interest rates at record lows. It's a very interesting time in here, and we're going to discuss that, some interesting trends that are coming out right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
0: The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. schydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome
1: back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can always get in here, uh, 713-339-1070, right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Also, if you're not on our free uh, newsletter list, uh, we put out a newsletter, all types of interesting ideas. So we write it ourselves. This is not some canned uh, newsletter. We've got, we take uh, stands on issues that we believe in, and, and we tell you what we think to try to get you ahead of where the world's going. Uh, on retirement, on savings, and investments. So just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for the free newsletter. And if you need some help, you can request an appointment there. so sh- We can show you how we manage our, uh, your retirement at Max Out Savings Advisors. A uh, couple thoughts here. You know, we were just talking about, uh, about the, the, the coronavirus. Uh, it, it, you know, what, what's going to happen? <laughs> Where do we go from here? And, and a few things, uh, you know, jump out. Um, again, looking back at the at the 1920s, which I think is what we're looking at going forward, it, history doesn't really repeat itself. It rhymes in many ways. And uh, it, it really, I, I felt like we've really been going through this 20s, 30s thing. I, I really felt like we were more in like the 30s. Uh, but but the coronavirus is clearly the 20s, the the, the, the Financial crisis of 2008, really more like the 30s, but we, you know, they flooded the system with money at the Fed, and maybe they put things off a little bit. But one of the other in the what had the 1920s? We had the we had a booming economy. We had the flapper girls. We had a prohibition. It, you know they outlawed outlawed uh, liquor, and, and this was something. It was starting out in temperance leagues in the you know 1900s, uh, 1910s, and after World War II. Uh, it, it gained uh, it gained, you know, anti-saloon leagues and it gained strength. And, I, and, I, and we're not really seeing we don't really have pro, well, we are having a prohibition. They want to have a prohibition in a way they want to this time instead of alcohol that was so dangerous, it's free speech. It's conservative. it, 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 it the idea that people want to say stuff. And so you're seeing now instead of the prohibition, you're seeing a prohibition of free speech. You're, you're seeing a kind of a. Uh, the, the 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 media companies, the tech giants, corporations, all moving in lockstep, step trying to you know they're going to try to tell us how to live our lives and mandate our lives like they were going to do in the '20s where they didn't want us drinking because it was bad for you. And we're seeing the same thing today. We're seeing a modern day prohibition, but instead of of liquor, it, it, it it's it's thought and uh, it's ideas and and the you know and, and so here we are. Uh, you know, and so where do we go from here? There's there's a lot of talk about the fraud. We'll find out how high the level of will it over not overturn the election, but will it negate the election? It's possible, but at a minimum, there's very very clear fraud, in, a, in, a, in our 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 election systems are suspect. But but you know, so where where do we go? I mean, the voting. It just seems like, you know, the Trump had a massive – President Trump had the most votes, I think, of any president, and he somehow lost the election, even though it's very suspicious. And although we, we did get lots of Congress, we, we really increased the House of Representatives. We picked up five, six seats. I think seven. It's it, it's going up. Uh, Twenty, I think there was 26 seats, seats that were questioned. Uh, that, that were really toss up seats they couldn't figure out. The, the Republicans won, I think, 26 of tw- 25 of 26 or 26 of 27 of them. Uh, it, it, but but it, the problem was is the forces were aligned against us. The media, was it was a constant barrage. The polls said Trump had absolutely no chance of winning. It, it was, it was the, the tech companies, if you said something on, on Facebook or Twitter, you were banned. The New York Post came up with, with Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop, everything that was on it, with the incredibly incriminating stuff, and Twitter and Facebook banned it from appearing on the website. So, look, you can't fight those people. And so the only thing what, – what I think you're going to see one of the big trends going forward is I, the only force the conservatives have is, uh, there is 71 million people voted for something, 71, 72 million people. Look, they don't have a say in this country. They can't say anything on Twitter. They can't say anything on Facebook. The media makes fun of them. Uh, The Democrats, Michelle Obama, you know, makes comments like, these people voted for hate. We need to remember and stick it back to them. that Hate that they're Nazis or whatever she said. Uh, Really disturbing things, you know, payback time. Uh, You know, we're we're hearing things people that want to do. People in the Trump administration shouldn't, shouldn't get jobs. Uh, uh jake tapper uh you know a famous uh yeah, a well-known uh media person out there saying that people that supported trump need to give it up right now or they might not get a job in the future look the last time we heard that stuff was in nazi germany and let's be realistic and so we're up against very strong things no matter you know if biden won biden won that's fine i don't have a i i'm not happy about it but that's the way it is i mean if trump didn't win the American people, the Trump supporters, are going to say no. It's time to move on because they believe in the Constitution. But we're up against extraordinary, uh, extraordinary power out there, and the only way we have, I think, going forward is going to be more is going to be boycotts. The 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 uh, the, uh, the progressives and Democrats have used this very successfully forcing all the corporations to boycott conservative news, forcing all the corporations to to force well. It's time to put the boycotts on the other shoe. The, the, the only power we have is we have 71, 72 million people. That's voters. Keep in mind, you put all the, their families attached to those. You're probably talking half of the United States needs to start standing up. First place to start is get off Twitter. I, I'm not. I move over to Parler. Uh, and by the way, that's Parler with an E-R, not an O-R. That seems to be some type of dating site or something. Uh, it's just. I'm just saying. Uh, so you know it's kind of confusing because it's not real obvious at first. And, uh, but uh, it's parlor with an ER, and, and that that's that's a way to sit there. You're going people are gonna have to start speaking with their money because that's the only thing these big corporations understand. That's the only thing these big pro sports understand that's all these people understand is money and and, and so if you move over to parlor uh, i think you're going to see in this country a trend where people they're going to be on platforms that more align to their views now in fairness there should be one place like a facebook or something where everybody can go regardless of of their political party their beliefs can express their opinion unless they're just ridiculous but uh, the problem is is rather than getting getting the What's clearly shouldn't be there off the, the the Democrats were very shrewd at convincing all these companies that, that basically mainstream conservative ideas were radical Nazi white supremacists and had had to be go basically the way the Republican party in the Republican party in the media defined uh, uh, white supremacy every single white American was a white supremacist. And basically, most of the other Hispanic and, and Middle Eastern and, and Asian, they were also white supremacists. Everybody was a white supremacist. It, but it, it, And so you have to understand this is absurd. I mean, this is kind of a higher level of insanity that has gripped the United States. And so, so people are going to have to start voting with their pocketbook. Uh, you know, some, uh, Facebook, Here's the problem with Facebook. Why isn't there a more, uh, conser- not a conservative Facebook, but a Facebook that doesn't, uh, that doesn't uh, censor conservative values or Trump values? And the answer is Facebook has locked down the, uh, has numerous patents that are very hard to get in and, and replicate anything close to Facebook. And so the answer in that case is we're going to have to break up Facebook. Facebook needs to be forced to license out their technology to other companies. So that so we can have a free a free speech Facebook in this country, and so remember antitrust people go well look, Ed, uh, look I vacation I, I spent a couple weeks in Europe with one of the guys that that did antitrust at Google okay uh, the you know these people they're they're very they're very good at what they do and you know like hey look we're not making any money I mean we give the, we provide these platforms for free. Uh, you can search, you can Facebook, you can Twitter all you want or other things out, out there. It, but but we don't charge you. Well, you are charging us. You're basically scraping all our personal information and in building uh, dossiers and selling that information. And so what you're doing is that information has value to us. So what you've done is is you're basically saying we can't make any money off of our data because we have a monopoly on it. So it. it so it clearly is an antitrust issue. It, 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 and so with Facebook, you're going to have to break up some of these companies. Uh, other ones out there, Nike. Nike, look, I won't wear a Nike product. Okay, Nike was the first one with the, with the, uh, you know, the kneeling uh, and the national anthem disrespecting the flag. Let me tell you a story. about a week ago, I was out. I had to go pick something up. So I'm talking to the guy, and we're just talking, we get – and I asked him, what do you think of the Astros? And he goes, I can't, Ted, I can't watch the Astros. I'm like, "What do you? I knew he was a big follower of the Astros. He says, I cannot watch pro sports. They've disrespected the flag. I said, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. He goes, no, you don't understand. I was a Marine. I fought. I fought in war. I'm not going to say what it was. I'm not going to give the personal information. It was basically a very, very tough and horrifying story. He said he fought for his country. He said these people—they're making millions of dollars up there. They did, and, and they disrespect the flag. I mean, he, I had people die in my arms fighting for this country, and these people disrespect. He—he—he he was in tears, and, and yet these people, uh, uh, in the NFL and the NBA, they just dis, they disrespected the flag in doing this. That Nike was the biggest supporter of them. It stood behind every single one of them on this. When it came to the uh, when to uh, D- uh, Daryl Moore at the Rockets standing up for the people of Hong Kong, Nike was another one that was dissing them. Nike has, has basically has stepped all over the American values. They want to put their their products all over all over uh, people's uniforms, including NYPD, you know, souvenir stuff. And yet, the American flag. They want to displace the American flag. You should boycott Nike, Uh, Facebook. Another one's Netflix. I mean, look at look at the garbage coming off of Netflix. One of our clients came in. They dropped Netflix after watching that cutie show. Netflix is bankrolling Barack Obama, uh, Michelle Obama. uh, uh, What's it? Prince Harry and his wife. Uh, You know, it's just one liberal cause after another. Uh, What's his name? Reed over there. Reed Hastings. Uh, put forth at, at at Netflix. I mean, eventually we're going to have to stand up to these type of things and, and, and just start <clears throat> boycott them. If you see something, don't watch the shows. Uh, there was a couple newspapers I read; they suddenly turned on Trump here in the last week. I won't I won't read them. And it, the only thing we only thing seventy one billion people have left is 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 to sit there and their money and to spend it where where it doesn't support these type of radical causes because corporation is bought in. This is, by the way, this is not about Donald Trump. This is about our values and our beliefs, just like a lot of the, 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 the prohibition was, you know, it was a religious, you know, a lot of Christian temperance legal. It was kind of a—the the same thing is happening today. Instead of liquor, it's free speech. It's beliefs. It, it's a way of life they're trying to—and Interesting, fascinatingly, the, the big thing with, with, with the prohibition was, look— why are urban? You know, it was more the uh, rural, rural uh, pro- Protestant were the big backers of this, and they go, why are why are the, the rural people in this country trying to impose their values on the urban people? A- again, life doesn't repeat; it rhymes. This time, it's the it's the urban people trying to tell everybody else, the rural people and the people in the suburbs and everything, how to live their lives. And, and and so this is so. Remember, think when you're spending money. Uh, Stand up in and and be counted in this situation, and this is not about Donald Trump; this is about our way of life, something to think about uh and these things have have values too i mean if we if, if it depends on who's going to be president but if if Joe Biden gets in there and he has the lead right now, pretty clearly uh it's going to be some changes uh some good news that seems to be coming out is that uh, he's going to be a little easier on oil and gas. This is why the oil and gas stocks have gone up. This is why we've been telling you, hey, look, they're probably not going to put the oil and gas business uh, out of business because there's just too much money to be made there. And there's too many jobs above all else. And so that's a positive. He seems to be getting some more moderate people. My thinking is: Look, this election, contrary to what the media tells you, is really up in the air right now. Victor Davis has Hansen at a point. I think he said somewhere between forty and fifty percent of the people right now believe there was a lot of fraud in this election are deeply suspicious. If that number gets up to seventy percent, the Democrats have a big problem. This is why they won't co- they won't co- uh, cover uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani and and uh, what's her name uh, her, her, their press conferences. Uh, be, because uh, because they're worried that uh, that 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 more American American people will believe this. This is wh- this is why they won't hardly mention. It. This is why they keep telling you that you know that uh, uh, Joe Biden is the president and there was there is no fraud. It, it, they're not trying to convince you and me. What they're worried about is that they're worried about this other. 20 25 percent of the people that start that are kind of not sure what's going on. If they start getting suspicious of this thing, then it could shift. And, and so, so this is something we want to watch. It, it, look, if that starts happening, if more evidence starts coming out, you got a very expensive market that's awful confident in confident of Joe Biden. But but here's the thing. So Biden knows this too. So he's putting out real, you know, uh, the, 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 hey, I might put uh, you know uh, Mitt Romney in his HHS. Uh, he's talking Treasury people, very conservative uh, people, friendly to Wall Street. The people you're hearing about are moderate, good guy, you know, people that hey, this isn't so bad. Because he's kind of trying to make everyone feel comfortable with him being president. Okay, once that December tenth, eighth or tenth date comes by, and he, if he does get the electorals right, then it looks like he's. Then you're going to see the more radical. People start coming in. You're going to see the Bernie Sanders. You're going to see the AOC. won't be AOC, but AOC types, Elizabeth Warren. They're all going to start coming in. You know, Michelle Obama, for all we know, I don't know. Uh, no, I, she doesn't want to work. Uh, but uh, but that's the type of thing you're going to see. You're, they're, going to, they're going to wait until people, they're real confident that they've got this for sure. Then they're going to start putting the more radical people out there. So I think Wall Street is a little too cautious, and we're and, and again. We're starting to see some of the some of the things. Ha- you know, I, I noticed some uh, uh, the, uh, the the sales to buys of, of the insider trading was was over fifty, which is which is a big indicator of of uh, of, of what's going on with the economy. We're looking for that number, so you have, see, uh, insider sales to purchases hit fifty eight to one about a week or so back. That is very high number. That typically is indicative of a market top where the insiders are on lo- unloading. I think what's happening is, look, these guys are thinking: if Biden gets in there, you know, taxes—he's made it very clear on the wealthy taxes are going up. He said, "We've got the Senate." Well, we're not going to know about that senatorial election in Georgia until the first or second week in, in in January. By then, it's too late to sell. So, I think some of these smart people are starting to sell because they're they, hey, look, I've got, I've got five million, ten, I've got a hundred, I've got two hundred, I've got a billion, I got two billion, three billion worth of profits here. I'm only paying 20%, or I don't know what Joe Biden's going to do. It If Elizabeth Warren gets in there or Bernie Sanders, I'm toast. So they're starting to sell ahead of this. So you're starting, there's a lot of undercurrents. What I'm trying to get to you today is a lot of undercurrents for your savings and investments in here. A lot of things happening here. Uh, what's going on? Uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about some more of these trends. We, we're coming up here on a quick break, uh, right here on the Max Out Championship. We'll be right back.
0: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground. And money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com.
1: Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Yeah, overall, this is – so we have all these changes. We, we've got a, a very volatile market right now because we're not sure exactly who's going to be president, but it looks like it's going to be Joe Biden. We'll see what happens. Uh, if that's the case, he's raising taxes on people. He's going after millionaires. He's going to go after the oil and gas industry, the cattle industry, everybody and up in the country. Uh, at the same time, you got a coronavirus, which we're hopefully going to have some vaccines for, but still we're in lockdown. They're trying to lock down the country. You're locked down. And so we're dealing with that. And then we're going to see – we're seeing more layoffs from big corporations, which figure once the election's over, it's safe to lay people off. And if they're going to lay people off, they want to do it probably now before the, the start of the new administration because they don't know who it's going to be, and then they've got to deal with that. And many of them have been holding off, laying anyone off until after the election so not to alienate the president who, who basically wants work people hired. It, 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 and, and so at the same time, we've got a very expensive market, a record-high uh, price-to-sales a near record high on uh, price, uh, uh, total market cap to GDP. That's one of Warren Buffett's favorite ways to look at it. Almost any way you look at the market, it's extremely expensive. It, investors' intelligence has 60% bulls, 18% bears, near very near low levels for bears. That 40-point that spread is typically indicative of market tops. Everybody's bullish when there's a lot of unknowns out there. What if, what if Sidney Powell comes up with this information, has got the evidence, Uh, on the dominion servers then what are they going to do what if we see a bunch of layoffs uh what if the what if we start seeing a wave of selling people nervous about the Biden administration coming in the year so a lot of stuff is out there but a very expensive market so i I, I do think i i think underneath it there's some trends but the tech sector which has had a huge run could be in the i think is in the process of topping out in here somewhere and we're seeing more companies that that can do well when the economy were Whoever gets in there, we could put Fidel Castro in charge of the United States, and it's going to boom once this virus is over because people are going to want to get out. They want to do things, and so. We're liable to see. Are we going to get a big stimulus bill or not? Likely, we have to do something because remember these these unemployment benefits all expire at the end of the, of, January, of December, and there's still a lot of people out of work, and that's going to be a disaster when that happens. So we've got to, how big is the spending bill? If the Democrats have their way. It's going to be three trillion dollars plus. They want to spend another trillion or two for giving student loans and and then the the, the Green New Deal trillions of dollars in new spending. That that could be inflation. A lot of unknown, a very unstable market. You're paying very high price. Look, there was a lot of unknowns back in March and April, a lot of unknowns, but you had some really good deals in the stock market. That wasn't a bad place to be. There's a lot of unknowns today, and you have a sky-high market. Something to think about. Now, one of the more interesting trends out there again massive government spending uh two tr- we had a trillion dollar deficit we added another 2 trillion 3 trillion dollar deficit the fed has added uh tr- 3 trillion to their balance sheet they're pressing the go- the government to spend the federal government to spend more money uh, fiscal spending uh, this is going to be inflation over time i think the dollar is going to go down and we're starting to see that if you look at We've been talking about agriculture. That's one of the big trends we've had for our clients, agricultural stocks, uh, all types of, of, of different stocks that, that profit from that A commodity, the, the ag commodities. And looking, you know, soybeans is up 43% off the bottom, about 32% in corn, wheat's up 27%. Uh There's talk of, of, of shortages of grains around the world, massive flooding in China. When we saw that, we bought into the – uh to the CRB, which is a commodity index, I've done quite well. Uh, the uh, but but we are seeing people are stockpiling around the world. They're not sure what's going to happen. They're stockpiling food. There, there, there's droughts out there. Uh, in, in, in grain prices, were are near record lows. They're starting to move up. We're seeing more inflation out there. Uh, these are big moves in the agricultural sector. Uh, another oil has held up pretty well in this. An yeah, interesting one is copper. Copper was – copper bottomed at $2. It's breaking out above where it was earlier in the year when the economy was good. You know, there's rumors that China is buying a lot of these commodities trying to get out of the dollar. Yeah, These commodity prices are telling you inflation is out there. This is something where we've been positioning our clients' retirement for. We believe we're going to see inflation. And so we're seeing, we're seeing those type of things. Those indicators are coming out through those commodities. And so I think some of the trends going forward is going to be the agriculture. It's going to be the rebuilding of America. Look, if if, if uh, Donald Trump gets another four-year term, or uh, he can do something with the voter fraud, or if Biden's in there, both of them are going to do big infrastructure programs. Uh, you know, during during the Great Depression, people forget uh, that's when we built the Hoover Dam, we built the Golden Gate Bridge, we built the Empire State. There were all types of infrastructure projects going on there. And, and so I think this is this is a thing we we have an infrastructure that, that we've allowed to deteriorate, and we're, 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 that needs to be rebuilt. We need to rebuild the United States. This has been a long term theme of the show. We need to rebuild the United States. We need to get the manufacturing back. It's very clear China has been cheating. Uh, they've been stealing our technology. That we've known that for twenty five years. Uh, they, they've been game cyber warfare they've engaged in a predatory pricing. They have no pollution laws in their country. I've seen some research that said they have a 13% advantage when they sell us products because they don't have the pollution standards. What about all the Green New Deal with that? You hear anything about that? That's a real study, 13%. And so President Trump has put tariffs on numerous Chinese products. This is giving American manufacturers the chance to rebuild. American manufacturers are starting to hire. Business is booming out there. You look at Texas businesses booming. You look at i mean, Austin, uh, San Antonio are boom towns right now. Uh, manufacturing is coming back. I've talked to friends of mine that have been asked to build buildings for corporations moving back to the United States in Austin. So we're starting to see this. I mean, if you look at it, we had three, four hundred dollars uh, uh, deficits of China. That was probably too, China probably cost us two percent a year in GDP growth over the last ten or fifteen years while we're giving away all our market to the Chinese. Now we're standing up for it. Even if Joe Biden gets in there, he's going to be under enormous pressure. Look, we've got the dirt on on Joe Biden and, and uh, with, with Hunter Biden. We have it out there, so he can't be too friendly to China because we know what he's up to, and so. They're, he's going to have to stay tough on China because the American people are deeply suspicious of Joe Biden because they know darn well he's been engaged in corruption when it comes to China. And by the way, in fairness to Joe, there's been other people on the Republican side that have done exactly the same thing. And so we've got to keep these tariffs on. We've got to keep the pressure on China. China doesn't play fair. They cheat every can. They're destroying the planet. You want to talk about environmentalism? Well This show – Five years ago covered four, five, three, four years ago covered the pollution. The numbers—it's like thirteen percent of, of the of the of the. Uh, of the uh Agricultural land in China is so polluted; it, it's unusable for agriculture. They've destroyed it, and it's like twenty-eight percent is somewhat polluted. All that—if you, if you're buying food from China, shrimp or whatever coming in from China—I no telling what type of contaminants on there. I've been—I've I've been to Shanghai. Go look at the river there; it's a disaster. It is filthy, dirty. I just talked to a friend of mine. We're thinking of going fishing down in Venice, Louisiana. I've fished that river. I know it like the back of my hand at the mouth of the Mississippi River. It's nice and clean compared to the sewer that comes out of China. They've done studies. Up to 17% of of the pollution in San Francisco is coming from China. Take a look at the satellite pictures off the coast of Argentina. You go, wow, look, there's a new city in the middle of the sea. No, it's not a new city in nighttime pictures. It's actually hundreds and hundreds of Chinese fishing boats stripping the oceans of of fish and animal products so they can feed their people and export and make more money. All around the world, anywhere you look, air pollution, water pollution, stripping the oceans of fish, uh, everything, China is destroying the planet. They're continuing to build coal plants all over the place. We're using clean natural gas, and we're villainized, and they're building coal plants, producing the, ru- ruining the planet, spewing mercury into the air. And it, it, it's time we stand up to these people. And so we can rebuild the United States. This is... Is the best place to manufacture. I heard the the pre, yeah, one of all big oil company president says, yeah, we could sell the stuff. We could spin off our carbon producing stuff. We'll sell it to someone overseas. Then they'll sit there and probably remove all the pollution stuff we put on it, and then pollute the planet. What are we gaining by that? We're we're the the the, 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 the shining beacon on the hill that the shining light on the hill that everyone should be emulating on how to save the planet instead of coming up with these ridiculous new green deal. So something to think about, but either way, we're going to rebuild the United States, and so these are positives. So you want to start moving into these trends: more, more inflation, uh, agricultural products, infrastructure, rebuilding the United States. That's where you want to be. Long-term bonds, no, because they're going to be spending money. If the Democrats get in there, they're going to be spending money like no tomorrow, waiving debt. It's just going to be, a, you know, a, a basically a debt jubilee. You don't want to own. Debt in that long-term debt in that market. There's a lot of money to be made in, in fixed income. I mean, we, we some of our biggest returns this year came from fixed income. Yeah, but but you got to wait. You have got to be patient. And now is not the time because interest rates are going up. Inflation's going up. Look, nobody wants to lend money to to a, to a country that is spending two three trillion dollar deficits every year. Has the Federal Reserve printing money, encouraging everybody else to print money? I saw a story today. Well, one guy said, I work with the IMF. We spent our entire time as central bankers trying to convince people, dictators, and countries not to spend money. Now the Federal Reserve and most other central banks are encouraging all, the, all their countries to spend money. Well, that's going to be more inflation. That's, the dollar is going to go down. Look what the wealthiest people in the world are doing. They're, cutting, they're, they're, cutting, they're, they're buying property. They're buying hard assets. They're buying land. They're telling you the dollar's going down. They're buying silver. They're buying gold. They're buying things outside the United States. They're telling you the dollar's going down. They're going to debase the currency unless unless we're real careful. And so you have to prepare. And the problem with what I just said is, look, if you're retiring, if you're 65 and you retire, you're a couple. You've got a good chance. I think it's 50%. One of you lives to be 93 years old. The, 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 you know, that's 30 year, nearly 30 years in the future. If you get a, 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 an inflation coming, it's going to wipe out your savings. If you're collecting Social Security in a, in a fixed income annuity, you're going to be toast and have nothing. So you're going to have to plan, or if you're just in an index fund, you could have the Japanese, you know, they've gone to quantitative easing and zero interest rates for 20 years. they 20 years, their stock market went down for 20 years. So you've got to prepare for this and protect yourself. So there's a lot coming up in here now. I think one of the couple big questions we need to look at coming into year end. Uh, number one, are we gonna are we gonna see who's gonna be president? Right now, odds are it's gonna be Joe Biden. So we have to plan for that. But the, the odds are bigger that Trump could come in than people realize. Uh, what type of what type of, of administration he's had? Look, he's not real sure he's won for sure yet being cautious. He's showing you his conservative people. What He's just like the Republicans. He didn't want to upset anybody. Once that uh, December 10th date or once they're sure they've got the electoral votes, then you're going to see who really puts in there, Who? how much influence does AOC, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren have in the rest of those radical groups. Are we all going to be put in you know, truth and re- reconciliation committees. Are we going to spend money infinitely? Are our taxes on the wealthy, on the billionaires, uh, capital gains, going to go to forty, forty-five percent? I mean, honestly, people are pretty fed up with the billionaires out here trying to manipulate them. But, but you know, what, what's it going to be? Uh, and, and so, uh, how, what's the direction of the country? Are they going to outlaw on oil and gas? We don't think so. Are they outlaw cattle? Are we all going to be eating uh, beyond meat in the other? Meat companies, you know, fake meat because we don't want to pollute the planet. I mean, we like soil and green. We don't know. Uh, we, uh, who's going to who's going to get the Senate? The Republicans or the House, uh, the Democrats. If the Democrats get it? You're, you're looking at uh, state statehood for Puerto Rico, Washington D.C. You're looking at a packing the Supreme Court. You're looking at end of the filibuster. You're 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 looking at socialism in the United States in a fundamentally fundamentally reordered country. A lot of changes, a lot of unknowns. You want to be a little careful. You want to keep moving to that pre- prevent defense with inflation. Say what, if you haven't had a chance, go to our website. We're going to write about this in our free Max Out Saving Report. If you need some help with your retirement to protect it from inflation, uh, give us a call at MaxOutSavings.com or go to the website MaxOutSavings.com to set up a free appointment. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show. Until then, remember our motto. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term.
0: This has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Giocca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Giocca on AM 1070, The Answer.